Do you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. It is March 29th, 2022. It's WrestleMania week. The go-home show for NXT Stand and Deliver. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Alfred Kanawa, Issa, on her way to Dallas, Texas for WrestleMania week. She will not be with us tonight, uh, but she will be on the scene reporting throughout the week. Alfred, how are you feeling? How are you feeling about the NXT tonight with the go-home show? Feeling good. I mean, I'm feeling better and better about WrestleMania as a whole. I know we were talking last week about how there was kind of a deflating feeling, but I feel like the closer we get to it, the more I'm looking forward to it. I feel like NXT did a good job kind of wrapping up storylines and really giving you the hard sell for these matches and characters. So, I mean, it's not for lack of effort. And this year, WrestleMania is back. Last year was open to the public, but we didn't have access. We didn't have Hall of Fame. We didn't have uh, all the things we're accustomed to that make WrestleMania week. We've got access with panels uh, going on at the Access Superstore. Uh, everyone's headed to Dallas. Not us, but everyone else headed to Dallas to be on the scene. And uh, we'll be watching from the comfort of our own home. What a promo tonight for Peacock and uh, WrestleMania. And we know Bianca Belair has made it. Because she got in the tagline from Bel Air to Bel Air in the Peacock promo tonight. Very clever. I didn't even think of that uh, connection, but that's very cleverly done. Yes, yes. We know she's on the scene. Uh, So before we hop into the NXT, what do we got with uh, the news? A big day of news, Mr. Glenn. It was Friday on this very podcast when we were covering SmackDown that I personally hoped and prayed and wished that somehow, someway, Shane McMahon be brought back to WWE for WrestleMania and the wrestling gods have answered my prayers. Shane McMahon, according to PW Insider, has reportedly been brought in for WrestleMania weekend. Now, I know a lot of wrestling fans have persecution complexes, so a popular conspiracy theory right now on Twitter is that Shane McMahon will be the hand-picked opponent for uh, Seth Rollins, as uh, a lot of people expected to be Cody Rhodes. Glenn, do you see Shane McMahon trolling us all at WrestleMania? I hope so. I think that will be a high point. What is this happening Saturday or Sunday? The Cody. That's a good question. I think the Cody match is Sunday, but I'm gonna have to look. They should bring. They should actually have Shane come out and then Shane introduce Cody. That's how you get the two fur. Where we can get, I want, I want people throwing garbage in the ring. They're so angry in Dallas, Texas, and then I want Shane to introduce Cody. I actually love that idea. That sounds like something that would be right up WWE's alley in terms of, you know, they like to kind of screw with their fans for better or worse. And even when they do give fans what they want, they will initially sometimes give you that kind of jab uh, before uh, allowing fans to um, be lulled into a sense of disappointment before really paying it off but hey shane mcmahon is back the rob reiner of professional wrestling is uh making his return to the company and oh what will that future hold in store you know he still has that envelope with all that dirt on his father (laughs) absolutely that's easy he'll have a job for life um you know, he didn't have to worry about that. But I really am glad that Shane McMahon is back. You know, you don't like hearing about these stories of him just being kind of exited from the company by his own father. I'm sure it was a blow to him. I, you know, I, you, know you heard the, the talk about him not carrying himself well during the Royal Rumble. But 
Hopefully that's water under the bridge. You know, this might be WWE stirring up the internet to kind of create a red herring. They know that we're in an era where everybody knows that it's a work. And so they're always looking for backstage stories and hints and clues to this and that. He might just be getting flown in for people to speculate that it's going to be him, not Cody. Yeah. I mean, I think this is brilliant. I think it's great that they're doing this. And uh, hey, I think night we one. need the night one Saturday night. Okay, we need the Kendall Roy of the McMahon family back in the fold. <laughs> just on principle. Yeah, it's not going to be complete without Kendall for sure. It's true. I'm I'm looking forward to this, and I I think seriously, this will make the Cody thing like twice as good if they bring out Shane first, just to completely swerve the crowd. WWE recently did something when they brought somebody back. Maybe the chat can help me. And they did something similar where they swerved him at first and then revealed it. I'll have to remember. Was it when Becky on. came back at SummerSlam? I don't know why I'm thinking that. Didn't they do something? No, because she just showed up. There's something else. I, I, I'm going to have to remember. It's, it's on my tip, tip of my tongue. I think it might have been at SummerSlam, though, where they kind of revealed something and then yeah, uh, whatnot. But I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be good. And... Um... Lord help them if it, if they don't actually have Cody. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, listen, they have not officially advertised Cody. So it wouldn't necessarily be lying. It would be, again, this era we live in where people have now built up expectations based on these reports that they're reading um, from some reliable sources. So, you know, all points, all signs point to Cody be, being that opponent and at very least showing up at WrestleMania in some capacity. But we'll see if this is where he does it. Hey, you know, it could be a ring of honor. Uh, Tony Khan said, don't everyone leave. Don't try and beat traffic. Got a surprise. Yeah, at the could end be booking the me. territory. Oh man. If that happened, well, it'll be a fun weekend either way. Uh, raw ratings up way up, actually very, uh, positive signs headed into WrestleMania 1.79 million. That is the highest in months. It's the highest of 2022. It's up 12% from last week. And more importantly, 16% year over year. Mm. Of course, Go Home Raw last year, I believe, was in the Thunderdome, which the ratings in general were much lower. But it's good to see some growth here. And, uh, you know, I will say WWE as a whole has done its job building the WrestleMania card. You know, it's evenly split out. They've got a handful of very intriguing stories. Most of their big matches have intriguing stories. I think the only one that doesn't is Charlotte and Ronda. They've just kind of missed with that one. But other than that, in terms of their top matches, I am looking forward to all of them. And um, I think Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins are two guys who were ice cold as recently as maybe even two months ago and headed into WrestleMania. They've really hit their strides and done a good job creating excitement for their matches. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see uh, how it goes. I'm optimistic about mania but you know that there is something magical about the wrestlemania experience even even all those years ago when we were all in dallas but didn't know each other then that was kind of a thrown together last minute May i mean a lot i think that's been more the trend in recent years is that it feels like this is all over the place they know what their main event is and everything else just magically comes together yeah absolutely 100 um they they've been doing it for so long that they can get away with just throwing things together and it's still being a fairly good show but i think they actually put some thought into it this year and and if not a little bit of desperation by uh dragging stokel steve austin back out but i think that's going to be a truly special moment that actually takes us to our next story because oh. it is now being reported uh dave Meltzer wrestling observer radio says that um it is the plan for wrestlemania night one to close with stone cold steve austin 
versus Kevin Owens, which has not been announced as an official match, but there have been indications that Austin's in great shape. He's definitely training to do a few spots. This is going to be more than just a segment. And uh, Austin and Owens are going to close out WrestleMania night one, looking like Reigns and Brock Lesnar will close out night two. Are you cool with this? I they better be a real match. I mean, you can't you can't put one of those half returns on where he just comes out, gives a stunner, throws some uh well, a punch the way that only he can. Uh, you know, gets on on the ground, gets in his face, grabs some beers and then sends everyone home happy. I think that will be uh that'll be tough. That that'll be that'll be tough to follow anything that comes before. I think people's expectations are going to be higher. Yeah, and I have to imagine that this is going to essentially be a match. They may not call it a match. Uh, maybe they will even have Austin say, yeah, ring the damn bell. Let's do this. Uh, but I do see this being enough to satisfy a crowd. I, I wouldn't imagine that they would close night one with this if it wasn't at least mimicking a match. And this just tells me if Austin was to come out and say, listen, I don't want to do a match. I'll just give him a stunner, this, that, the other. And he simply wouldn't waver from that then they'd probably put this on the middle of the show. They'd probably put this somewhere early on the show. They might kick off WrestleMania doing this. But the fact that they're closing WrestleMania tells me that we are getting pretty much a match between Stone Cold and Kevin Owens. And it's weird they wouldn't market it that way, though. Yeah, and I think that's Stone Cold. I think Stone Cold has been very stubborn and sticking to his guns about remaining retired and wanting to kind of go out on top. He doesn't want people to remember him as a shell of himself. And I think that's his call to not get people's mm. hopes up too much. But I do think he is training to go back there and, and do something that's close to a match. He, I think, as a professional, doesn't want to call it a match. And, and maybe yeah. WWE doesn't want to advertise that as a match if that's not what he's willing to do. Yeah. Okay. There you go. We'll see what happens. Uh, and the final story, very juicy stuff here, Glenn. MJF and Tony Khan, they uh, had a heated discussion reportedly stemming from MJF's interview with Ariel Helwani where MJF remained in character. Talked about that real-life contract. So funny. Everything about MJF is a work, except when it comes to that contract. Then they, they actually, as far as I'm concerned, expires on J January 1st, 2024. Well, uh, as I have been predicting for months now, because I'm sure, Shocked that Tony let him do this in the first place. Uh, it kind of came to a head in that MJF and Tony Khan butted heads over MJF, uh, continuing to uh, advertise the fact that he's in negotiation. And uh, the big sticking point was that MJF was able to book this interview by going over the heads of AEW creative. So uh, they butted head over that. MJF apparently is frustrated with his contract. But the two are said to be good friends. There was a follow-up conversation and... Uh, Water under the bridge for now, it sounds like they've made up and it went much smoother uh, for now. So is this the last couple of years we see MJF in AEW, Glenn? I, we talked about this before. I think WWE will lose at least one charity partnership if uh, MJF comes to the company. Yeah, I, I'd imagine he would be a much more muzzled MJF and he'd be able to make it work, I think. But um yeah, if he insists on being a character, that, that that is a risk that they would be willing that they would be taking, actually. Yeah, I don't know, man. Um I like to see it, but aside from money, that he's not gonna get more creative freedom, he's not gonna get better booking. I mean, do you think they're gonna book MJF over Roman as the top the top guy? Now in, in AEW, I mean MJF's booked consistently pretty well. I think he's uh not at the top of the card, but he's definitely in that second tier of talents. 
I would say he is at the top of the card. I mean, he is so. their top heel. Um, him feuding with CM Punk, it's not a world title feud, but it did feel bigger than the world title match. And I just feel like he's somebody who's clearly being groomed to be, I mean, he's been called a pillar. He's going to be one of the pillars yeah. of AEW. They've handpicked him. My thing is in a couple of years, is MJF bored with the competition in AEW? Has he gone through a bunch of guys that he would want to wrestle? And now it's he's going against Jericho a second time, going against Moxley a second time. Does he start to get a little disillusioned and wanting to go where the grass is greener? By then, have they done a good enough job with Cody to tell him that he should go to AEW? There's a lot of yeah. um, variables in this. That's why I've always been so shocked that Tony Khan is all too happy to let this man in character negotiate his contract on tv i think that's a very dangerous thing you're playing with fire wrestling history is filled with blurred lines that bit promoters in the ass and i think unless it's mjf and tony khan in cahoots this whole time and he has some longer deal or something that we don't know i just don't think it's a good idea to let mjf do this in or in front of or behind the camera yeah and He's so young. Does he get bored with wrestling? He already said he wants to do acting. He wants to do other things. I mean, I don't know. I mean, does does he think maybe that he could take his shtick and go further with it? Uh, maybe. I mean, he's video. a talented man. He also sings. He's he's a man of many talents. And, sings, um, yes. I could Please, MJF, him release an album. Please release an album. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be brilliant. What genre, what genre of music should MJF release an album in? Oh, classical or opera. Yeah, because you know, that's that's what all the kids are buying these days. Yeah, he could do trap opera. Yeah, it's gonna be like you know, when uh, dubstep opera. That's it. Because his song and in the theme of his music, he should do th- dubstep opera. I think he would really corner that yes. market. It'll be like when Joe Pesci quit acting to go back to singing. <laughs> Look how well that worked out for him. You know. Uh, you go to go to any store that still has UCDs, and you'll see Joe Pesci's album. Uh, Mr. Miapus, Australian 299, saying uh, triple threat with Shane taking the pin is best. Oh, no, I don't think that match should be a triple threat. You got Cody there. You do Cody and Seth. Uh, I I like your idea, Glenn. I like the idea of everybody waiting for Cody and Shane comes out to introduce Cody. I like that. You know what? If if the plan is to make Cody a heel, which I, I wouldn't get opening up like that. Shane wouldn't be a bad manager for Cody. I think Shane and Cody could be a lot of fun if they, if they want to establish Cody as a big star. Um, but just you couldn't let Shane talk too much. And I don't think he would need to be with Shane, but I think it would telegraph to the audience. This is a top guy. You know what, though? Vince is back on TV again. There could be not an invasion angle, but there could be an anti-authority angle. Shane with Cody bring up some NXT guys. You could do you could do some stuff with this. Both sons of promoters, you could do yeah, you know. Yeah. Oh, my dad used to book the territory and you know, they they could do some stuff with this. I think the family ties generation, I think they could do something like that. And um Raw needs its own distinct GM. So why not Shane McMahon? Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. Um, Shane McMahon on Raw could reinvigorate it. Uh, the Raw after Mania being brought out or announced as a GM. That is kind of a tradition on Raw, so announce a new GM on Raw after Mania. Sonya Deville has become a very good TV character. Adam Pierce is there, but Adam Pierce yeah. is not a real character on WWE TV. And Adam Pierce is a good talker. I mean, and he does well when they allow him to do stuff, but yeah, he's as a character is just pretty milk toast and you know, not somebody from the past like GMs tend to be. Yeah. 
Mia Lee, 499, saying Nikita badass, Lash a good talker, and her hair looks good. A-Kid a star. The ladder match might steal the show. And pretty deadly attacked Diamond Mine. Cora equals AJ and Paige. There's a lot to unpack there. Pretty deadly. What was that now? Which team was that? Because the 781 area code they alluded to was Boston. And so I was racking my brain. Uh, MSK, who is my leading candidate, is from Dayton, Ohio. So, so who's from Boston that... Uh they were alluding to i don't know i looked up john cena's from boston i mean john cena is from boston but you know matt bloom is from boston but a 781 area code hmm. is there somebody in AEW from boston yeah i was thinking maybe it was a undisputed era reference some sort i don't know i don't know terry on jr two dollars saying uh 2k22 gameplay is decent but 2k19 was better oh so here's my new lament about 2k22 if you're in the performance center in my rise and you get called up to any of the rosters and you didn't complete the quests in the performance center you can go back you can switch back and forth between nxt smackdown and raw you can never go back to the performance center performance center once you leave so if you're playing the my rise career mode and you want 100 it do all those my do all those performance center quests before you go anywhere or do anything else because you will never oh, have wow. a chance to do it again. Oh my god, very annoying. So, oh yeah, so I guess that would take longer. Jeez, that sucks. Yeah, because everyone prefer, wants to get into the show. You know, do you prefer 2019 as a game to 2022? No, I mean, I don't know. I, I think 2K seven 2K seventeen still probably was. 2K17 was the one I played the most of the recent releases. I don't okay. know. It's funny though. Um, so you get called up to SmackDown in the women's storyline. And I swear to God, Lacey, it's funny. Someone in the chat's like, oh, I miss Lacey Evans. Lacey Evans is all over my rise when you get SmackDown <laughs> as a woman. So it's like, first thing, someone needs to teach Lacey Evans uh, a lesson. So that's one quest you're offered. And then you do that. And it's like, Lacey Evans has the US title. Strangely, you win that from her and then, you chat she challenged for a rematch and the deal the stip is that if you beat her the title goes away they have a lot of those like where you win the title and then it it's like it's a self-completing story arc it just goes you just have to get through the end of it but i swear to god i had like five matches in a row against Lacey evans when called up to smackdown like oh she's just all over that game uh it's fun but it gets a little repetitive though because after a while you realize like okay this is basically my pathway to charging up you know hit two finishers and anyone's out basically at that point you know yeah yeah are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain downtown's healthcare in denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive non-surgical and drug-free start your journey to a pain-free life call downtown's healthcare at 303-292-9992 now in lowry or downtown um brian berry 499 how pissed would y'all be if Shane shows up as rollins opponent in mania i mean i i would i would be pissed i would welcome it yeah listen you guys it would be a harsh lesson and another lesson to the internet do not build your expectations up too much if it has not been officially confirmed by the company especially in the wrestling business where uh, there's a famous saying card is subject to change but they wouldn't be changing anything they have not announced anything It, it might be shane listen it would be a bummer if we didn't see cody this wrestlemania weekend uh, or on the Raw after Mania, but you know I'm almost certain Cody's going to show up at some point. The only thing I could think of similar to this was Survivor Series. Was the Survivor Series in The Rock? The tribute to The Rock, and we got the prop from the movie. Yes, the egg. Yeah, that's the only thing I could think of similar than this, where the fans really were expecting Dwayne to show up. 
See, and that was uh, another good example of that is that he was not, not only was he not announced, it's like they didn't really tease it on the show itself. I will say the way the show is broadcast and produced just after years and years of watching wrestling, it looked like they were building toward The Rock coming back. But when he didn't, I did not get mad at the company. I did not think they were pulling a fast one. It just, they did kind of make it look like The Rock was coming back. But because it wasn't advertised, I can't be too mad at WWE. Yeah. Uh, Steve Marcuccioli. Buck 99 saying more like Moxley or MJF in WWE in 2024. A thousand percent MJF. I mean, I don't think Moxley is ever going anywhere near there ever again. They're just better without each other. Like Will and Uh, Jeff. Brian Bear for 499. (laughs) You think Cody uh, will shoot on AEW on Monday Night Raw next week? I do not. Um, Oh, we'll shoot on AEW. Okay. Um, no, I don't think whatever he says is going to be worked out with Vince. Uh, if he asks them to say to the competition, I'm sure. I don't know whether he says the words AEW, but there's going to be a shot. He's going to have some bars for AEW. He's going to say that it's good to be in the biggest wrestling company in the world. It's good to be somewhere where I can finally be respected. He'll have some bars for AEW. Absolutely. That's what they're paying for. Whether or not he means it, that's what they're paying for. Yeah, it's true. Kelly uh, Robertson, 499. Callie's saying, I'm excited for Mania, but really let down they aren't giving Balor or Ricochet a Mania match, considering they're champions. That is kind of crazy. Uh, yes, very crazy. I think it's just a complete disaster the way they booked these mid-card titles and champions. It looked promising for Finn Balor, who was just returning, so he had a head of steam. And then Ricochet, I think people wanted to see Ricochet win a singles title. And then right after they did, and the people were ready, they just completely scaled back on it, and they've both been booked terribly. So it's just for this company when they're all their brass rings are always kind of showering and brandishing it, and that's part of all these wrestlers' origin stories. Oh, I'm a three-time Intercontinental Champion, whatnot. But then you see how they treat these championships, and it's like it does not line up to how uh, lovingly they talk about them. That's why we need the Miz to make the Intercontinental Championship the most prestigious title in WWE once again. Yeah, he could do it. They could be doing this with Ricochet and uh, Finn Balor. All they really did with John Cena was they did an open challenge every single week. And now it's like the model. That, you know what I mean? Very fun. And it helped the United States Championship. It's, it doesn't take that much effort to make these titles mean something. Put them on TV every week. You have good matches for them. And then, you know, you have people earn their way into the titles. You keep the champions strong. But they when they win those yeah. titles, they just throw them away. Uh, seven Clown. Buck 99 saying Chris Rick, Chris Rock versus Will Smith at WrestleMania night two. Let's get it. If they could get it, if they can get it, I don't they think would they do it. it. If, if I'm sure Vince McMahon has made at least one call, just kicking the tires, you know, <laughs> hair versus think, hair match. What do you think? Well, that would be interesting. Uh, Chris's tour date selling out all over the Yes. Country. He's going to be at Dolby Theater in November. I don't know if I want to wait till November to see him, but uh, I'll, I'll go see that tour. Chris is a very smart man. You haven't heard one peep from him because yeah. he's like, hey, you want to hear what I think about this? Come see the show. It'll be his best hour. I, I think it'll be his best hour. Now, you know what's interesting, and this is without taking a side or having a fully formed opinion. Uh, the Chris Rock show had the Smack Rampage sketch where somebody goes into an office building slapping people upside the head. Yeah. Uh, and then Will Smith uh, once thought he could beat Mike Tyson. Yes, he did. And he also made a ball joke on the Arsenio Hall show. And when people got weird about it, he said, oh, come on, it's a joke. So the irony comes full circle. 
I don't even remember what we were watching. So we were watching something else Sunday night and then it was just like, what? And then just, yeah, I think every, everyone Sunday night got derailed the same way. Yeah. That was one of those moments. You'll never forget where you were. Yes. Well, I've already forgotten what I was doing. I was doing something else. and I've already forgotten what it was. <laughs> I was in a comedy. I was at the Hollywood improv. Shout out to the Hollywood improv. Oh, how'd that I go? Text about, uh, no, I was supporting a friend at the show. I was supporting uh, one of my friends was on the show. Shout out to Lizzie Rose. That, but that would be worse. That would be worse to be performing. And then it's just like, holy shit. Yeah. And then it just ripples through the room that like, I yeah. you could just start, I, I'm checking my phone and I'm just looking around. You could just see people like, what the hell? <laughs> On their Very phones. watershed cultural moment. Uh, Terry Allen Jr. Oh, I was saying the controls is what he was referring to in 2K19 uh, being the best of the series. I mean, the controls are fine. I don't know. I still can't figure out how to lay somebody on the announce table to put them through it. Like I still can't, I've been, I've been trying. I've got to watch like a YouTube tutorial or something. All I know is Fortnite, man, there's no build shit in Fortnite is really, really messing me up. You can't build what exactly? You can't build anything. So, no. and I wasn't a major builder, but I, I, you know, there are some people that have macros and they can like pop up a fort in three seconds you know, uh, putting like wall floor stairs, whatever. Um, but I used to like, if someone's shooting at you, you could just toss up some walls and then, you know, give yourself a little cover to figure out where it's coming from and uh, return fire. But yes, it's very, very disorienting. Um, also, why have we not gotten WWE skins in Fortnite yet? We've got every other, every other crossover. But no, that is WWE. surprising, especially for going so hard into the metaverse. You would think that that kind of aligns with that world. Yeah. Uh, oh, Anthony, why saying, you know, you were at Applebee's Alfred. Now, are you excited <laughs> about this broccoli mac and cheese bowl they're pushing? That looks uh, delicious. Yeah, but is that the type of food you would go out to me a broccoli mac and cheese? Like that's that, that is microwave comfort food. I don't know that I would order that at a restaurant. Yeah. Especially Applebee's Applebee's does good with meats and you know, you know what I'm saying? Uh, they definitely do good with <laughs> meat and fish. And they also have a very good, uh, surf and turf. Applebee's. Applebee's is probably just microwaving the frozen. Sure. You know, I, I don't want to think about it too much, but. Uh... Well, it's like Panera where, you know, it's all just, just heat and eat, you know, the soup balls in a bag. Yeah. Uh, Brian Berry, 499. Vince doesn't see Balor more than just a mid Carter. It's Finn Balor has had a very interesting relation, uh, relationship with WWE. Yeah. I think they see him at a certain level. They know that he's over. They know he's a relatively big star, but he's. Yeah, like a mid-carder, I guess, is how they kind of see him. They're going to book him in that certain slot. Uh, you know, because there's been just so many stories about him, I've been thinking a lot about Scott Hall and Razor Ramon mm. character. And I would liken Finn Balor to somebody like that, somebody who's very popular, but WWE just sees him at a certain level that they're never going to get past. And that's why Scott Hall ended up leaving in the first place. Yeah. So tonight, uh, oh, do we have another news story? Or is no, that no. everything? That's all yeah. the news. No, we've been done. Everything. Yet. We've gotten all the news covered. Everything that has happened, we have discussed everybody's caught up everybody is caught up on things uh see marco would you open wrestlemania with cody and rollins on saturday you know what i would i think that's a good idea um again we were talking about this on friday and that you know opening a match the opening match shouldn't be seen as a bad thing you know you, your top two matches should open and close the show i think and if the plan is to close out WrestleMania with Steve Austin and Kevin Owens, either Ronda and Charlotte or Cody and Seth Rollins should open the show because there's going to be three maybe sweet spots throughout the show, the opening, and then maybe there'll be a lull toward the middle. And then right in the middle, they can wake them back up with Cody and Seth, and then you can end it. But I wouldn't have a problem with it opening the show at all. Where do you put Becky and Bianca? 
Very interesting. Um, that could be right before the main event. I mean, yeah. it could be two matches before the main event, but I could see if they throw in some matches toward the middle there to kind of calm everybody down, then you do kind of like a double header situation where those women just mm. tear the house down, give everybody a great match, and then you get Stone Cold Steve Austin. There you go. So tonight, NXT, the go home for Stand and Deliver, which is going to be Saturday, 1 p.m. Eastern. That's 10 a.m. Pacific. We have to get up Saturday morning, watch wrestling, do a podcast about it, and then watch WrestleMania, and then possibly do a podcast about that. Yeah. And it's outside of football season, so my body clock is right back to wanting to wake up at noon. Football season, I'm up at 9, checking my fantasy lineups uh, without fail. Don't even need an alarm. But now that it's no football season, I'm waking up at noon, and so I'm not going to be very happy waking up at 10 o'clock on a Saturday, personally. I love the Friday and Saturday nights are the only nights of the week that I get to stay up really late. And by really late, I mean like 4 a.m., 5 a.m., playing video games, watching movies on the iPad. I like to multitask. I like to do two things at once. Oh, yeah. While I got it going. Because especially, you know, you, you like who needs to hear a video game? Like I can watch, you know, Ted 2 while I'm uh, playing uh, uh, WWE 2K22 as I did. Actually, a little uh, double feature dinner for schmucks and Ted 2 back to back. It was a nice, nice Saturday night. But I like that I could sleep into like one in the afternoon the next day, you know, and just have oh, yeah. a lazy Saturday, lazy Sunday. But oh, no. Not this weekend. 10 a.m. is still pretty late. You could kind of you could sleep in until 10 a.m., you know? Have you tried going to bed at 5 a.m. and waking up at 10 a.m.? Okay, well, if you're going to bed at 5 a.m., yes, then that's going to be tough. And I have, yes, and it's not fun. It is not. There's something about that. There's something about that where your body just rebels. Uh, noon Eastern pre-show. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's going to be insane. So we opened tonight with LA Knight and MSK teaming together versus Imperium. Now Imperium, the tag team will face MSK in a three-way match versus Creed. LA Knight's going to face Gunther. Uh, what did you think of this match to open the show and Imperium winning? Um, fine opening match kind of tells me Imperium is dropping those titles on Saturday, which I have no problem with. I still think MSK are going to be the attackers, but this is a fine opening match. It's good. A little too, but uh, you know, they're doing that thing. They're doing that thing. The main roster does. Hey, we got this match coming up. Why don't we just basically show you some variations of this yeah. tonight? I don't like when they do that. Yeah. Who else could it be other than MSK? I, and the Boston thing. So this is going to drive me crazy. Does the chat have any suggestions as to who attacked? Uh, they said Damien, Damien Sandow is apparently from Boston. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Damien. Oh, that's what the Damien Ashley. Okay. <laughs> I, I let's just Google. It. Let's just Google famous. Oh, let's just Google wrestlers from Boston. I did do that. It was John Cena, Matt Bloom, I think Angelo Moscow or something like that. Mer- Morocco. Kevin Sullivan. Kevin Sullivan, yes. Uh oh, Mike Bennett's from Massachusetts. They're not bringing him back. <laughs> oh wait, wait. This is Josh Briggs is from Massachusetts. Really? According Briggs and Briggs to, and Jensen. Uh, is there any other? I mean, no. Wow. I just forgot his name was Josh Briggs because he's been calling him Briggs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wait, and Briggs and Briggs and Jensen aren't in the match, right? They're not in I, that. I don't know. No, I don't no know. it's MSK, Creed, and Imperium. Yeah, it's not them. So maybe Briggs and Jensen trying to help out 
someone. I don't know. But are, they're in like a virginity storyline. Like this is a hard left turn from being a virgin to an assailant. Like just like that. They're really, really doing the incel thing very accurately, actually. <laughs> in, incels are technically defined as terrorists to the government. Well, there you have it. I think Alfred has uncovered the uh, the story. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. That's a odd I don't know. Oh, Seller just saying Kofi Kingston was raised in Boston. I don't know. It's very. Oh, isn't Austin Woods from Boston? No, because one of those guys was white. So it wouldn't be the New Day. It wouldn't be Kofi and Xavier Woods. And, you know, you're not turning the New Day heel on NXT. Yeah. We say better not. Well, I'm sure we'll find out. And I'm sure the answer will be mildly disappointing. Yeah. Very interesting. It is interesting. Uh, this is a good opening match. We'll see. We'll see how this goes. Uh, then we had Ivy Nile, though, versus Tiffany Stratton. And uh, Ivy Nile getting a pretty easy win. But Saray showed up in her uh, final form. I guess yes. did she get the necklace back? So she transformed? It looks like she did because they had smoke and everything. And so, yeah, she's back. And a very weird kind of supernatural storyline they're doing here. But good for Ivy Nile. I thought both of them looked pretty good. I'm glad Ivy Nile is still undefeated. I think she's on to something with the offense that they're building for. It's very violent. Like she's got kind of a curve stop where she kicks the woman's face into the mat. And so she's starting to really click as a really violent badass. Now, both these women still, are doing good. Would you still describe her as a pocket monster or a Pokemon as it were? Uh, all of the above, but more accurately a Pokemon. Yes. She's like a Mewtwo. Uh, yes, yeah, was good with Tiffany. Okay. Can I just say for a second, Tiffany Stratton has perhaps the best theme song in all of NXT. Like it's in the sense good. that it sounds like an actual song. It does. It you is, know what? Joe Gacy's does too. Yeah. Tiffany Stratton has the best post CFO theme. I think we've heard in quite some time. Yeah. I, I don't know if uh, I'd have to think about that, but it is one of the better theme songs that they do have in the entire company actually. Cause yeah, you're right. It really fits her. It's kind of a spoiled brat. And kind of like a teeny boppy a little bit. And it sounds like a real song. It doesn't sound like After Effects or a royalty-free song. It's like they put actual thought into it. Yeah. Is that on iTunes? I'm going to have to check if that's on uh, Apple Music. I'll have to, to add that to my to my workout mix. Uh, uh, yeah. So uh, Saray had words with Tiffany Stratton after. So, and that's Okay. So here's here's some of the weirdness with NXT. These feuds really take their time. Like, and we've talked about this is a problem with professional wrestling in general, but with NXT, like they're almost subtle in the way these play out. Like they don't give it a lot of airtime every week. Yeah. Yeah. They can't. And that's the problem with them trying to introduce so many characters. Sometimes a character will go away for a while. And then when they bring them back, they'll expect you to remember what was going on with them. Yes, it's like the early seasons of Degrassi. It's just there are too many kids here to pay attention to. We really need to narrow this down. It's why I couldn't uh, get into Game of Thrones, really. There's just too many tribes, and I just threw my hands up. No, in fact, that's a big frustration of mine, is when films just try and give you too much information all at once, and you just have no clue what's going on. Yeah. It's very annoying. Incredibly annoying. Uh, so, let's see. Also, Champa, cutting a very heartfelt promo. Yeah, one of 
many uh, kind of backstage or, or vignettes that uh, are very good. You know, Ciampa, I don't know. He's really leaning into this thing that he's leaving NXT. Now I'm starting to believe that he might not. Yeah. But because they're just really else? making a big deal about it. But what is there left for him to do? Yeah. He can coach. He can better. Yeah, he could be like a player coach. He could still try to chase the NXT title. I mean, I know I agree there's not too much left. He can go after the North American title and add some receives there. There's not too much left for him to do, but would you feel better about him going to Raw or SmackDown? Like, he's not going to – he'll be – we're talking about Finn Balor. It'll be worse for him than that. Rob Pablo saying, you're not working out. I'll have you know, I <laughs> we have a treadmill, and I've walked at least 20 minutes on that treadmill every day for go. the five weeks we've had it while I watch reruns of different strokes most of the time. Oh, hell yeah. Occasionally Growing Pains, uh, which Growing Pains was not a funny show. I've never seen an episode. Really? Never. There was one funny episode of Growing Pains. There was one funny episode. Now, is it Growing Pains or Family Ties one with Michael J. Fox? Michael J. Fox was on Family Ties. Family Ties, very funny show, but it got kind of played out towards the end. I remember I, I watched this uh, YouTube channel called A Very Special Episode, and they do like five-minute yeah. recaps. And one of them, they did the Family Ties episode with uh, Tom Hanks. Oh, yeah. He's like Uncle an alcoholic. Nick. Uncle Nick, yeah. yeah and, he's, and it was a really dark episode, but their recap of it made it really funny. Or it was Uncle Nick. Or, no, I think it was Uncle Ned. No, no, no. I, Uncle, yeah, Uncle Ned Family Ties. Uncle Ned. Yes, a few episodes. Uh, family Ties, the single greatest episode of Family Ties is when uh, the parents go out of town and they they invent Airbnb. Family Ties invented Airbnb because they can realize they can rent out rooms for the big game that's going on at the local college while the parents are out of town and hilarity ensues. Wow. They turn it into a hotel. It's a very funny episode. Well, it's a sports episode. I might well, I give that one a chance. It's very good. Uh, but Growing Pains is the flip side of Family Ties where we have uh, smart daughter, you know, a stupid son, older son. And uh, I mean, they, they, they flipped the dynamic, basically, of Family yeah. Ties with Growing Pains, the way they did it. Uh, but there was one uh, very good episode, my favorite episode of Growing Pains, where the younger brother, Ben Seaver, um, is like, uh, oh, I can't remember if he's like, given out like uh like 900 numbers or it's like dirty magazines at school and he gets in trouble for it and it's it's a very funny episode but uh, aside from that growing pains most of the time kind of just yeah it's just yeah. you know uh but no i've I, and perfect strangers is anime fan i've been watching a lot like so the bootleg cable we've got has these 24-hour channels and now it's <laughs> like we've seen it's like we've seen everything on the 24-hour channels because we flip around and it's like oh it's this perfect strangers episode again where balky and mariam break up and date people that look like the other each other you know it's like we're starting to recognize all the episodes because <laughs> we've seen them all now. like it's really it's gotten to be too much you know that's a good problem to have, though. I, I watch a lot of sitcoms where I've seen the episodes like several times, and you just start to look forward to these moments. Yes, and there's some that I will watch no matter what, anytime yeah. they are on. Uh, but no, I think uh, to what we were talking about. Uh, okay, so here's what I think is going to happen with Champa. I think because, and I'm thinking this again because I was watching Rocky Five. I watched the first half of Rocky Five last night on cable. Yes, Tommy um, Gunn. Yes, Rocky Five. Uh, it's still not a good movie. Did not Raj good at once, all. Once Raj said it was better than like that, no. he preferred Rocky Five to like Rocky One and Two. And Rocky Five is by far the worst Rocky in the it entire is. Rocky Creed franchise. And I'm a huge Rocky stan. I think it might be the greatest, uh, you know, not trilogy or, or series, whatever you want to call it, franchises of all time. 
but I will not defend Rocky Five. And I didn't think it was all that bad. It just wasn't as good as some of the great Rockies. And what you know, if we ever needed something to learn, like uh, from a movie, Paulie, why is Paulie still around? Yeah, why do they hang out with him? Like, you want to talk about toxic family members and people that should be cut <laughs> out of your life? Paulie should have taught a generation that it's okay <laughs> to just disconnect from parts of your family entirely. <laughs> I you mean, you, you got to play the hits. It's comfort food at some point where you just seeing him makes it feel like Rocky. Yes. Rocky Balboa, though, is personally my favorite of the series. I think it's actually it the good. best movie. I think it's the yeah. best movie in the series. Wow. They, they did a good job. I wouldn't argue with that. I mean, I don't think it's the best movie, but they did a good job with that. I was very satisfied. Um, the first one, when you watch it, it's like when you watch the first Superman movie where we go, man, movies used to be really slow paced. Yeah. Like they used to really take their time getting to the story. <laughs> the first Rocky like crawls towards, uh, the final fight, but, uh, no. Oh, so yeah. speaking of Rocky, I think Tommaso and Braun Breaker go to the main roster with Ciampa as Braun's coach. And Mal- that'd be good. That would be good for Ciampa. That would be better for Ciampa. That's probably his best case scenario in terms of him being the... And that would be a good idea if they're going to rush Braun Breaker to the main roster and they're going to, you know, even though he does look the part and he looks like he might be ready, but if they're going to immediately call him up, it would be a good idea to have him have a mentor with him to, you know, kind of travel um, and learn what to do. Ciampa would be so good for that. And uh, you could do a lot of really interesting stuff with that. So... That's my prediction. Uh, we had Dolph promoting Stand and Deliver's title defense against Braun. Where was this in 2011? Like yeah. this, this is excellent. This is they're trying with Dolph Ziggler, and it it would have worked in 2011. And it's like now they've discovered, okay, well, they're not doing anything with Dolph on the main roster. You guys can borrow him, and he's doing some of the best work in 10 years. Yeah, he's having a good time uh, while it lasts. So Legado del Fantasma took on Brooks and Dunn tonight. What did you think of this? Kind of mid, but I'm just not really into this. I thought Brooks and Dunn had some promise when they were doing the uh, version storyline. It was a silly storyline, but they were at least going somewhere. And now I feel like they're scaling back and Fallon Henry is now accompanying them to the ring and they're just like a southern tag team and i think they just dropped that all together so i don't know what to make of this team now and i i, may, I think you got me too excited uh, thinking that they would devolve into like a broke back mountain type storyline really you know blast through all those barriers I, I thought that would have been the best case scenario so i think you got my hopes up too much i think they should realize that that companionship they were looking for was there all along yeah that would be a beautiful ending to that story and now that's the only one that i think is fitting and if they're not doing it then i'm not into the storyline uh, are you more of a Brooks fan or a Dunn fan? Uh, which one is the one who wears yes, the hat who's not a virgin? That's, that's the appropriate question. Which one's Brooks? Which one's Dunn? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know which one is which. Briggs, I think, is the one who has a hat on. I guess he's better. They cancel each other out. Listen, they seem like they would be pretty good performers. They just need better materials. And they've been typecast. WWE does not know really how to do Southern characters because they look down on them. So it's almost like they're punching down when they're weird. presenting these characters to us. That's that uh, Northeastern elitism Yes, from Connecticut, you know? If you look at the territories and watch how they booked, like, the Cowboys, like, those guys were badasses and, like, outlaws and crazy people. That's also part of the era, but they knew how to book Cowboys and Southern people. There was, like, a pride to it. 
but you know, not always good, but they would do a good job being compelling characters. WWE tries to present Southern characters like fools. Yeah, it is a weird stereotype that they consistently play into. Yeah. Where's Joe Gacy to put an end to that? He needs to, yeah, he needs to write a think piece about this. <laughs> this is the week for think pieces. Uh, Joe Gacy for BuzzFeed. You know, I was never a fan of Joe Gacy, but I do have to say, and I know I said jokingly that his character was going to suffer as a result of this, but you have to admit the timing of Road Dog leaving and Joe Gacy becoming completely defanged from having any sort of outrageousness to his character. I mean, that's pretty spot on the timing of that. Yeah, I mean, I know WWE liked the fact that he was getting mainstream press. They just didn't like the methods he was doing it. And so then they had him, they put him on TV because he was getting mainstream press. But then they had him stop doing the things that got him there. So no more mainstream press. Like they had a chance to go all the way with this and hopefully tastefully create what I thought would be a very contemporary character. Uh, that would, would be kind of maybe lampooning a group of people who some people find to be unlikable and being very polarizing at the same time because there would be people who would sympathize with that type of character. But all the same, it would be a polarizing character that people really would have cared about to some degree. And I think they've just kind of neutered him. Yeah, they could have done. Um, they could have pushed the envelope with this. Like, I, I and that's the thing. Like, I kind of I wanted I wanted them to really go there and take this to heights to make it entertaining because wrestling is at its best sometimes when it's extreme. Yeah. I think they had a real chance with this and they, they dropped the ball. Yes. Uh, so. I hey, do like we, the Algerian font that he uses in his uh, <laughs> entrance. Cause okay, that is like the, like on Microsoft paint. It's like the first D cause it's Algerian. It's an alphabetical. So yes. It's like you don't even if you don't want to pick a font, it's like the default. <laughs> That's like the effort they put into that Titan Tron. Okay, so we got something else announced for Stand and Deliver. Index and uh Duja are gonna gonna be there and let the fans decide which is the hotter couple. I am sure they will do so by tastefully posing for the crowd and uh not doing anything of a ribald or randy nature. No, it's a Daisy Dukes invitational is what I expect is oh, Jesus. an excuse to put them in these outfits and because they're going to be posing and stuff like that. Not a match. You know, they could be having an, uh, not an intergender match, but a mixed tag team match. Uh, but they're just going to go out there and people are going to vote on who the hotter couple is. Well, now I want to see Dexter Loomis and Daisy Dukes making uh, duck lips, you know, at the TV camera. <laughs> See, that'd be fun. They, they should, Dexter, Index should be wearing matching outfits for this. Yes. Uh, so look forward to that on Saturday. Um, got a nice promo from Cameron Grimes. And we had a Toxic Attraction promo. Oh, Wendy Chu was uh, missing earlier. Where Where is she? We don't know. They were looking for her. Toxic Attraction disappeared her. Uh, they were going through her bags. Why Why can't Gigi Dolan resist throwing personal care items in the ring? Very reckless. A lot of littering. That's, that's, a, that's a deep cut joke. Um, but, uh, <laughs> okay. I, I uh, uh, so, uh, no, I, I thought this promo was good. You know, Mandy Rose is 
phenomenal at doing the over the top caricature of like, you all hate me, but you love me. And I think uh, Gigi and JC have come a long way. Tonight is probably the first night I think where they both looked on Mandy's level cutting that promo. I'll take it one step further. I think Gigi Dolan is the best promo in that group. Like they, wow. this is like the most they've let her talk. And I thought Mandy did a good job too. I thought all three of them did a good job cutting this promo. But when it was time for Gigi to talk, it was just a level up in charisma and conviction and just the way she cut that promo. I thought, I mean, she's already found her voice, it looks like. And I think they should let her talk a lot more. I thought she was very good. But this was an interesting setup tonight because they're attacked by uh uh they're attacked tonight by Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. Yes, very. I like how they did this, too, because I didn't even think about this. I just assumed it would be Dakota Kai and Wendy Chu because they've been wrestling all these matches together. And to have them come back, the people wanted to see it. It's very similar to Shawn Michaels and Diesel reuniting when he put the hand up and he jumped and hit it. So that's great. Wendy Chu, the character and the person, has to be pissed about this, where it's just like, I wrestled with all those matches with you only for Raquel Gonzalez to come here at the finish line after we beat them. Like, she wasn't with you shooting in the gym. Like, but this is just standard uh, NXT protocol, right? It's like Nikita Lyons, really over. Let's not have her on TV for a couple weeks. Wendy Chu, really over. Let's not have her win. Let's not put her in something meaningful with this. I mean, look, if you're looking at the grand scheme of NXT and who the fans react to and like the most, I think there are there is some dead weight currently or, or let's, let me just say there's there are people that are getting a lot of tv time that i don't think the crowd is very invested in there are people that are really over with the wrestling community that are booked like an afterthought i think that's very strange yeah i mean that's gonna happen and especially because of how big the roster is in terms of nxc all these characters they're trying to get over at the same time there's going to be some people on the outside looking in but i think they're slowly starting to decide on the nucleus in the uh, stars that they actually want to start focusing on. Yeah. Well, like for instance, uh, Von Wagner versus Bodie Hayward. Yeah. Bodie. <laughs> Bodie should be more than Von ever has in one night. Bodie has got some fire. People like chanting Bodie. He looks, I don't know if they're going for this, but his gear reminds me of the Billy and Chuck era, Billy Gunn. Oh yeah. That's what he reminded me of this whole match. And even he kind of looks like Billy Gunn. I thought he looked good. Uh, he's definitely raw, definitely green or whatnot, but you could say that about just about everybody here. And he showed me something. I, I'm really excited for this Bodie kid. Yeah, Von Wagner, though. Nothing. Nothing. I'm sure Von he's Wagner great. has got the most creator wrestler energy of anyone in professional wrestling right now. He looks like the default My Rise character. It, <laughs> it kind of does. And you know, you talk about those dead eyes on WWE 2K. Like they did that thing where they had him stare down with Sophia, and it was supposed to be this moment where he's like seducing her. It looked like like a like a, <laughs> like a, a serial killer looking yeah. at his friend. <laughs> like this is not a moment where it was seductive at all. It looked very creepy. Uh, I don't know what they see in this Von Wagner guy. Listen, I'm sure they're gonna maybe get behind him and promote him as a big star, but he's going to need a lot of bells and whistles. And Robert Stone is like, this is dragging Robert Stone down. This is taking Robert Stone further away from relevancy. Yeah. I mean, we'll see how good uh, Robert Stone is because it's going to be, he's going to be the reason if Von Wagner gets over it, they're going to have to have him talk more and 
and create a whole package around this guy. Because he's got an impressive look. He looks very impressive like a wrestler. It's just yeah. I haven't seen anything charisma-wise from him yet. Savan won this, and then uh, Jack of Time was on commentary. Yeah, I wonder if there was a feed to this where I could have actually listened to this. I would have very much liked to hear yeah. how they call this match. See the back of Kushida's jacket? This is the Pro Wrestling Sports Almanac. Oh, really? No, I, I didn't know that's what that was. Yeah. He's keeping that gimmick going. I'm a big Back to the Future fan, but even I'm like, this is kind of a thin gimmick to base your wrestling character on. <laughs> Very specific. And, you know, uh, it'll go over the heads of a lot of the younger people watching. Like, okay, so actually, let me tell you about the failure of Kushida. Here's what it is. If you're going to do a Back to the Future gimmick, like, you need to do things where stuff miraculously disappears or appears where stuff miraculously appears bill and ted style in the match to help him and then we find out later he traveled back in time to plant <laughs> things to help him win the match i like that he really should if, listen if they're going to do the supernatural gimmick with sarai they should do a time travel gimmick with kushida like this wwe version of kushida if he's going to do the back to the future thing go all the way with it he needs to be doing time travel yeah why not? If, if Saray's necklace can transform her into uh, you know, a more powerful character, why not? It could be a lot of fun to have him time travel. Then he sees like legends and stuff like that. He sees like the million dollar man. We go back and when they show like the montage or like like WrestleMania 3, like Hogan Andre, there's like Kushida, like running around. <laughs> you know, you see him like in the audience. Like they could yeah. do a lot of fun stuff with this if they even gave it like five minutes of time you know this is where not having that full sale connection of having like slave labor students working for you this is where that's really hurting them yeah yeah because they because they really could that's actually pretty hilarious they do like the green screen thing where they show me all these events now i'm so disappointed with this now now kushida is the biggest disappointment in wwe for me because they should have been doing this all along they could show him at the montreal screw job and he stops it from happening and then like we're in this new WWE where WCW wins the Monday Night Wars. Oh, in fact, okay, so here's here's my here's my pitch. We need to get Jack of Time up for the tag team titles, right? And they lose. And then the next week they come out and because she's just carrying the belt. And they're like, what happened? We don't understand. Let's look at the replay. And they play the replay back and they win. <laughs> oh, there you go. That could work. But yeah, like where they changed history. I mean, this is, guys, this is a million dollar gimmick right here and they're just like sleeping on it completely yeah now i'm just angry now i'm just angry at wwe creative for not thinking of doing this it'd be perfect oh i mean it's so good so good um so tony d'angelo cutting a promo on tomaso champa i get that this means something that he's going to retire champa from nxt where where does he go from here? Does he go for the title after Braun drops it? If he stays around? Um, or no, you're talking about um, Tony, Tony D'Angelo. Absolutely. Yeah. I could see Tony D'Angelo going for the NXT title, being the first challenger for Braun Breaker, but that wouldn't be a good position for Tony because typically the first challenger after winning a title yeah. is going to lose. So maybe he could hold off on that for a little bit. I like that we saw Tony in his alternate sweatsito tonight. Yeah, and he had the initials too. Um, Embroidered. Minor critique that if you're going to do the cutaway and show off his uh, blinged out upscale lifestyle, like Citizen Watch isn't necessarily, it's not a Rolex. <laughs> Just putting it out there. 
I want Tony Tony's presented in the best light possible. At least the Hublot. Cit- Citizen makes like one watch that goes for more than like 600 bucks. You know? I'm just glad it wasn't a Timex. He'd be like, I'm thrifty. That would be a good that would be a good wrinkle of the character. It's really thrifty. You know? <laughs> oh. I was watching uh, the movie Oscar with Sylvester Stallone the other night. That's like a mob comedy that takes place in the Great Depression. Okay. Very, very funny movie. It's based on a play. Like Stallone's kind of miscast in it, but like Marissa Tomei, that was like what got her my cousin Vinny. It's like about mobster trying to go legit and he has just a day where everything goes wrong. It's a very, very funny film. I feel like Stallone would make a good mobster. Yeah, he. When you watch the movie, you'll see what I mean. Like he's good, but like Al Pacino, who they wanted originally, would have been much better. Okay. It's a very funny oh. film, very funny sort of farcical, old timey comedy. Uh, Hojo to go, Bolinsky, five dollars. Wasn't Kashida and Alex Shelley the Time Seekers in New Japan? Did they travel yes. back in time? Yes, I don't believe they ever actually did. They might have, but they were a good tag team. I mean. The more I think about this, I'm just I'm upset that they're not having the replay outcome be different for Kushida because he went back in time and changed them. Like that right there is a gimmick that they shoot alternate matches to show as the alternate timeline replay. <laughs> but I mean, that would be a funny, very involved gimmick. But I think a lot of people would think that their their intelligence was being insulted. If you're watching wrestling at this point and you have an <laughs> issue with your intelligence being insulted, well, you're lying to yourself. Because then it's then okay if you open that cat out of the bag, then what's to stop them from doing that all the time and essentially being open and undefeated? How do you stop them from having that power? No, but that's what you do. Okay, so here uh, here's the way you book Kushida in a, into a losing championship match is you have him do all his matches on TV. He loses. The next week they go back and they go, continue his undefeated streak. Let's watch the footage from last week and we show this alternate footage of Kushida winning. And then finally. He gets to the match with champion Braun Breaker, and they have a no time travel stipulation, and Kushida loses, and he can't change time. Okay, you have no time. You go back and you get rid of the stipulation. That's, That's even stipulation. better. That's even better that he has it. He loses, and he goes back and change. Like this is this is <laughs> this is a TV show. Alfred, like you're not going to offend the 200 people that show up at Full Sail or at the Performance Center every week. You know, to watch these matches. I wouldn't be offended, but I think this would be great. I mean, I just, I know that there would be a section of people who would, who would just despise this, but I would love this. It's a TV show. Yeah. Let the people that want to watch quote unquote pro wrestling watch AEW. NXT should be about television. What makes we for good TV? More time travel on NXT. More time. There's so much they could do with this. Stellar just opened his four ninety nine, saying uh, that on his podcast, Freddie Prince has said that Vince has never seen The Godfather or Goodfellas, so I doubt he's seen Back to the Future. Great idea, though. That explains with Tony D'Angelo. Vince <laughs> is like, oh my god, this is a, this this kid's a genius. Where do you come up with this completely original idea? Look at that messy ass profile picture from Justin Lopez. <laughs> they have like a Batman and Robin drawing of yeah. that. That's really good. Isn't it this this has had a shorter shelf life, the Will Chris thing. Like normally people like, oh, we're all fascinated, we're all talking about it, and then we're sick of it. Like, I feel like this has been the fastest something has just gotten like people over talking about it. So you're saying it's still hot, people aren't sick of it yet at all. No, no, people are sick of it. That's what I'm saying. People gotten sick of this so fast. You think so? I think I feel like people's I'm surprised people are so because I think it, it's got about a week in it. Like it's gonna go, you know, a week tops. We're gonna be talking about this just based on how fast a new cycle goes. But I feel like it's still kind of got some life to it. 
it's just i don't know i mean people are sick of it because that's all anybody's talking about right now it's it's crazy it's absolutely crazy just how the oscars which nobody talks about like the 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 moonlight la la land thing and this these are like the two times since the year 2000 people have talked about the oscars yeah that's and that's the only way they will there has to be some big scandal that distracts from the boring three-hour ceremony of self-congratulatory hollywood and you get some real tea people are going to tune in so listen the oscars might start turning into a little pro wrestling they might have to start booking some angles for the oscars uh in order to keep people engaged i'm still not ruling out that this wasn't some sort of (laughs) that's a pro wrestling fan of you this is a hundred thousand percent it's a legitimate meltdown it was very the meltdown was very real i'm just saying chris rock that the exceptional poison confidence for someone to be coming at you and to stand your ground the way he did unbelievable i think i think that's why so many people thought it was fake when they first saw it because he just stood there and took it like he he took it the way if he expected the slap but it was just that he had an incredible chin an incredible poise and you know, just kind of shook it off. Yeah, it's crazy. Absolutely, very wild, insane. Joe Gacy versus Draco Anthony. But you know who I'm thinking about is uh, the dude that was standing there making eyes at Harland the entire time. Do you notice a, that? No. Was that so part in of the? the was well, he so Quincy, WWE? WWE superstar Quincy underscore WWE is his handle. Mm-hmm. Um, the, yeah, they they tweeted about it too. They tweeted out uh, the dude like the golden black shirt that was standing. Oh, that guy, okay. No, I did I didn't notice that guy. Yeah, no, and I was like, is that a? F-? I like my whole time. Like, is that a wrestler? Is that a fan? Right. Like, is somebody about to attack Harlan? But no, I mean, I guess they're setting up something okay, with them because uh, the NXT Twitter called that out. But here's the thing about Joe Gacy and Harlan is that I mean, Harlan obviously is an attraction, but this Quincy kid. Like he stole, he stole this match for me. He was just standing there in the audience. Yeah. And take my I eyes mean, off of them. I blame you during a, I mean, this, this match is our, and so are they going to make a stable with these guys? Or are they going to give Joe Gacy know. more people? I mean, I maybe, maybe this dude is going to be uh, uh Draco Anthony's answer to Harland. Sure. He'll be the, the new monster. And we're going to get a tag team monster feud. Yeah. Um, but Joe Gacy won this match again. Joe Gacy has no teeth anymore, like nothing. <laughs> I'm not even offended by Joe Gacy anymore. I'm just yeah, bored. I know he, he and he was actually offending people. It's much better to be polarizing than boring. You you want reactions, not apathy. And I feel like if it's just Joe Gacy coming out with this monster, just saying all these lines and not really going anywhere with them, then it's not a real fully fleshed out character. And they, they really do need to double down on the zeitgeist that we're in. He needs to be the cancel culture Twitter outrage guy. I've said this before and I'll say, and I could write for Joe Gacy in a way that will get hate mail, death threats, sponsor boycotts, but it will also make NXT the most talked about show in all of TV. That's what it needs. That, I mean, all this competition it has with all these sports and, Original programming, they, they need to get people talking about them. Yeah, and this is just this is just weak. I mean, he's, he doesn't even have an opinion anymore. Yeah. Just his inclu- inclusivity. Ooh, buzzword, you know? Yeah. He needs to, he should have this whole time been going around the roster and finding something about their gimmick that is kind of one of those buzzwords that people are like, oh, this is cultural appropriation. You shouldn't be wearing this 
You know, and he needs to be doing stuff like that and then building towards somebody giving him his comeuppance. Yes. So much they could be doing and they're not doing it. Like, and it's even, you know, like, and that's the point. Like, there's nothing even there. Before it was just kind of lazy, but now it's just, it's, it's, it's not even lazy. There's no effort being put yeah. forth to uh, make this interesting. Um, Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Nikita Lyons is back. Took on Sloan Jacobs tonight. Used to be uh, the notorious Mimi on the indie scene. Just signed to WWE recently. And tonight uh, she was on the losing end of a squash match against a returning Nikita Lyons who was off TV for the last two weeks. And it seems like her feud with Lash Legend is continuing after this, uh, but it will be after Stand and Deliver. Yeah, she looked great. They were no suddenly with WWE. They were basically begging you to look at her ass. They kept mentioning the phone footage and the Instagram following or whatnot. And she's, uh, but she's got very good offense. And I thought that uh, I like how she uses the MMA. Um, it, it, very weird that they did that angle with her and Lash Legend that made it look like they were going to have a match at Stand and Deliver. But I, I guess this will just continue on TV. Well, we discussed apparently uh, word on the streets is that Nikita was actually out with a concussion these past few weeks. So maybe that's mm. what delayed the development there. Yes. So uh, crowd still into her. Looks good. I just hope she hasn't lost any momentum with this. Uh, yeah, I think uh, her and Lash is going to be great, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, they're going to need maybe in a year it'll be great, but they they need to take their time with these two in terms of. And if they're going to fight, make it like a very simple clash of the Titans, very short, and it could be very entertaining. Uh, but don't make them do too much, you know, because they only have so many matches under their belts. Well, I mean, Nikita had a lot of uh, indie experience and she was in women of wrestling and she's sure. I mean, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see when they give, I mean, I thought her first match tonight, it seemed like, um, she was very much just getting her beats in. Her first match was a bit more back and forth. I think I preferred her first match more. I mean, I prefer this one. I like making no. her look dominant because she does look like she's a very unique um, look in terms of on the NXT yeah. women's roster. She's an imposing presence, but she's very agile and light on her feet. And she's got really unique offense for what we see on NXT. So I want to see her just kicking people's ass and showing this uh, move set. Yeah. Uh, so we have Diamond Mine backstage, Roderick Strong uh, standing there with Creed. They said they got a text. Now, on the Wrestling Inc. recap, it says 718 or 781. That just might be confusion of the recapper. Yeah, I went back twice. It's 78. Whatever the Boston one is, because I'm okay. trying to figure out who these people are, and it's a 781. So a mystery well-wisher wishing Creed good luck. Like, that's, that's a strangely deep cut, right? Because aside from John Cena... And Sasha Banks, are there any famous wrestlers? Anyone famous with the 781 area code? And 781, that's one of those newer codes. That's not that's not the old school Boston area codes. That's yes. even weirder. Yeah, because 617 is the original. 781. Who could it be? Is there anybody in AEW who's from Boston who's gonna cross the forbidden door? Maybe Ben Affleck texted Creed tonight to wish them good luck on their match. Wow. 
Yeah, that would that would be a great storyline. Bernie Former, from DC says Ivar and Hansen, uh, the oh. Viking Raiders, or War Machine, are from Boston, Lynn, Massachusetts. Uh, that's kind of disappointing, but I mean, they might do better in NXT. They, they, I mean, they they could def yeah they could go back. Uh, if you're a tag team and you're being fed to almost at the almost at the same time, it's, yeah. you, it's time to go. You know, go to NXT and do something else. Like they they've slotted you, brother. Like it's they'd be great in NXT. I mean, they were great in NXT. That's probably where they need to be right now. Or in the ROH reboot. I don't know how much. You know. Famous people from Boston. Uh, former Democratic presidential candidate Michael Dukakis <laughs> wishing Creed Luck at Santa Deliver. <laughs> They booked Dukakis. So that's, a, that's a huge get. I'm Former sorry. Red Sox pitcher Sam Malone retired from his bartending career, wishing Creed good luck at Stand and Deliver. I mean, he's in every other show, so why not just add yes. another one? Marky Mark, or a member of the Funky Bunch, wishing good luck to Creed at Stand and Deliver. That'd be incredible. With his shirt on or off? I think it's got to be off, and he's got to be wearing the Calvins. It's got to be the classic look. <laughs> Right? Yeah, I guess so. You know, um that that's that's all the famous Austinites that I know. Oh, there's gotta be more, really. Oh, I'm sure, it. sure there are other famous people from I mean if you just go I mean I go from Wikipedia, it's it's not the, like yeah, okay, this yeah. this Wikipedia is out of hand. Like like Steven Tyler of Aerosmith wishing Creed good luck. Uh where's Scott Stapp from? Because that would be funny if it was actually a member of <laughs> Um, oh, actually, wait, where's Scott Stapp from? Stapp. James Spader, Robert, California. That'd be a lot of fun. Yes. Scott Stapp was born in Orlando, Florida. So probably not him. <laughs> I'm just looking at this list and I'm like, who else is from Boston? You're going down a Boston rabbit hole. Uh, comedian and actor Dane Cook. Now, um, dude, Wikipedia like, do you ever do this? Oh, Edward Cousins saying new edition. Yes. Bobby Brown. Ooh, what if it was Michael Bivens wishing Malcolm Bivens the oh, Biv connection? That's what I I've been wish. waiting for. That'd be the greatest night in wrestling. Michael Bivens doesn't really respond. Michael Bivens responded to me once on Instagram because at uh, the Palace Station Casino in Vegas, there was a restaurant called BBDs. And I made a joke saying, like, if Michael Bivens has nothing to do with this, I'm not eating here. And Michael Bivens was like, nope, we have nothing to do with that. <laughs> That's the one response. And I've tweeted at Michael Bivens or, like, I've, I've tried to engage Michael Bivens in a social conversation at least a dozen times over the past decade. He's not having it. This is not, Michael Bivens you know, does not want to be friends with me. You always have the BBD tweet. Oh, man. I, I grew up, I mean, like, BBD was my group. New Edition was my group. Michael Bivens, businessman. Discovered Boys to Men. Biv 10 Entertainment. Love me, Michael Bivens. Never meet your heroes. It's true. It's true. It's the $2 saying future Kushida texting Creed. Good luck from Boston. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay, but if it's the Viking Raiders, that is a deep fucking cut to be like. Yeah, especially because they're Vikings, so they're Vikings from Boston. I mean, you could have one or yeah. the other. I got this text from the Valhalla area code. <laughs> I got to think about this. Maybe, I hope it's not one of these things where 781 are the number of letters in each. No, it can't be because one is, I don't know. That's weird. Very weird. They have somebody definitely from Boston that we're supposed to know of. Yes. 
I don't know. I'm I'm out of it. I'm out of out of guesses. So uh, main event time tonight, where we had the last chance qualifier match for Stand and Deliver: Roderick Strong versus Cameron Grimes versus A Kid. And as Alfred Kanawa predicted on this very podcast last week, Cameron Grimes is going to a North American ladder match at Stand and Deliver. And you are predicting still that he's going to win. I believe he will win. I mean, they're telling the story about him. Uh, making his dad proud and how his father passed away. And it's this beautiful story that I just feel like it would be borderline cruel to have him then lose. If the storyline is he has to win his first championship in his father's honor. So it looks like they're setting up Cameron Grimes. I just don't like that. They're playing it emo where it's, he doesn't get to be the fun Cameron Grimes doing this. He's a much more, and he's doing a good job playing the character. I don't have a problem with his performance. I just prefer Cameron Grimes, the entertainer. Hmm. But he was entertaining, you know, more entertaining in terms of the billionaire with Dogecoin and all that. Hmm. There you go. There you go. So, yeah, we will see. Do you uh, think Cameron Grimes? I mean, I could see Melo retaining. I'd have no problem with that. I just feel like I think Melo's done such a great job with that title, calling him the A champion. And it would be really, you know, what would be hilarious is if Melo retained and then Trick got petty and went, yo, damn daddy. Yo, daddy thinks you're a failure from the grave. Like that was that was me. Listen, I don't condone that type of thing, but because it's Trick Williams, I think it would be hilarious. It is wrestling, (laughs) right? It could happen. Um, but then okay, so Grimes won the match, but then once you know it, all the other opponents in this match came out, and we had a little round robin promo, and it devolved, and then we went off the air. Yeah, felt very Royal Rumble like. Yeah. I have to say that if I were not doing this podcast Saturday, I don't know that I would wake up early to watch Stand and Deliver Live. Yeah, I would definitely wait a little bit, especially knowing that I have to cover WrestleMania later. But uh, just gonna take yeah, a even, more. I mean, like even aside from that, I was just like, oh, 10 a.m. is kind of early, man. Yeah, know? yeah, uh, I definitely hold off. But we're gonna wake up early. I'm gonna have my my morning coffee. Going to watch. Stand and deliver. We're going to podcast about it. Oh, it's going to be. I'm going to. I'm going to go to bed early Friday night. It's going to be like like Christmas Eve. I'm going to go to bed early so I can wake up for my presence. Stand and deliver in WrestleMania. Let's run down the card of NXT Stand and Deliver this Saturday, where uh, LA Knight versus Gunther. Who you got? I've got Gunther. I mean, LA Knight. Uh, he's over in the building, but Gunther. Okay, Toxic Attraction. Uh, oh, so wait, this is. Did they announce this tonight that they're going to be facing Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez? This is on Wikipedia. Yeah, I, I mean, it's on Wikipedia as the pre-show, but they did announce it. And yeah, they should have that match. And I expect, I actually expect Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez to win it. Okay, there you go. Uh, Carmelo Hayes uh, versus Sanchez Escobar versus Solisico versus Grayson Waller versus Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes. I'll go Cameron Grimes. I, Cameron Grimes will win. I will not be surprised if Carmelo retains, but I'm picking Cameron Grimes. And Tony D'Angelo is going over Ciampa in their match. He has to. No other choice. Mandy Rose versus Cora Jade versus Io Shirai versus Kaylee Ray. Huh, this is an interesting one. This could be the night that they take all the belts off Toxic Attraction because if Toxic Attraction, the tag team loses. But I could see Io winning. They did talk about Cora Jade, but it's way too early for her right now. I, I could see Io winning. 
You know, I could see Wendy Chu interfering and spinning off a Wendy Chu, uh, Mandy Rose feud. Interesting. That'd be good. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of makes sense though. Right. Because remember like, yeah, I think Wendy needs something to kind of take her to the next level. And I think, uh, that could help do that. And that'd be great. And they should kind of squeeze her out of the tag team division and suggested that toxic attraction took her out. So it would be very fitting. Yeah, because she could interfere in the tag match, but if Dakota and Raquel win, there's no there's no point to having Wendy interfere in the tag match for Dakota and Raquel to win because that does nothing for Wendy. Well, it does nothing for Wendy, but for the storyline purposes, it was you know toxic attraction that took her out. So either match, it would make sense for her to interfere in, especially because Gigi was the one with all of her stuff in the bag. Yeah, that's true. Um, so. Imperium versus the Creed Brothers versus MSK for the NXT Tag Team Championship. MSK turns heel, wins those titles. Damn. And Dolph defending the NXT Championship against Braun Breaker. Braun. And you know what? He wins the title and they rename him Rex Steiner. Hmm. It does seem with the Steiner Brothers going to the Hall of Fame like... What's... They finally said he was Rick Steiner's yeah. son. Are they going to do it in kayfabe where it's like, I didn't want to coast on my family's legacy, so I use this alias to to fool you all? You know what? I would have a problem with that if because they have to create some kind of continuity as to why, okay, if this is Rick Steiner's son, why are you calling him Ron Breaker? So <laughs> if you cut to promo like that and then changes his name or said, you know, I didn't want to do it, but now I'm proud of my family's legacy or something like that, that'd be a great babyface move. I mean, they never explained why Pete Dunn's butch. Yeah, he's just... Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. More topical references from WWE. <laughs> Pete Dungeon found like, I am so manly, I wanted the manliest name possible, so I chose Butch. A <laughs> <laughs> lot of uh, testosterone in that in those five letters. Yes. That's going to be my first guest in Wordle tomorrow is Butch. Butch, there you go. I'm, I'm on a streak with Wordle since they reset the stats. I'm like, uh, haven't haven't missed a day yet. Not really. Not exactly. Yeah, I, I don't think I missed a day yet in like a month. I think. Yeah, you know what it is is when it's they had one the other day where it's like you get the four and then there's like eight options for what the missing letter could be. That's those are the ones that trip me. Mm. What's yeah, your what's yeah, your opening but, word? What's your opening word in Wordle usually? Do you use the same one every time? Mine I is do. different. Mine was like slaps the other day, and oh. you know. why, why why would you waste two s's yeah. in your opening word? <laughs> Sometimes there's two s's. Sometimes there's two yeah, in the same but, letter. But in the op- in your opening guess, you yeah, know, you're right. But that was it because it was just on my mind. Uh, but it it just uh, it varies. It's whatever's on my mind that day. It's never the same. I usually do like trash or traps, something okay. where it's like I just get like you know. I'll I, do I, something I probably... with a lot of vowels in it, like yeah. uh, acai or not acai. Yeah. It's like uh, Ouija, a Ouija. Yeah, or like heart. I'll use sometimes. Yeah, because you know. Uh, but yeah, yeah. It's, the opening word is the key. And then, okay, so so my strategy, tell me if yours is different. I'll get the opening one, and then I will try and do like the next two to try and figure it out. But if I'm not making progress where the way I think it's going, then I will sometimes just completely, even if I got greens or yellows, I'll ignore those and just toss another right. five letters on there just to see some guidance or hints on where I'm going. Yeah, that's a good strategy. You know, take my wordle very seriously. Yeah, I don't know who doesn't. It's true. It's this phenomenon. <laughs> the people's game. 
so there you have it, folks. Tomorrow night, AEW Dynamite. What does Dynamite do this week? Does Dynamite, they're pre-taping Rampage. They're going to run a taped Rampage against Supercard of Honor Friday? I believe so. Wow. I mean, it's not necessarily running it against it. It's just the times that they're going on. What is advertised for Dynamite? I'm going to have to check. I, don't, I still don't really know. I'm sure they advertised some matches last week, but I'll... Does Tony Khan have an announcement? No, he. we have not heard an announcement. I don't know if there's going to be a debate, a contract negotiation between him and MJF. That'd he be a should. Lot of fun. They should make that an in-ring segment. That'd be great. Yeah. Oh, well, everybody have a good night. Alfred's it. This is Nasty. I'm Mike Lane Rubenstein. We will catch you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Take care. Do you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtowns Healthcare in Denver. Downtowns Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtowns Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.